everyone and welcome back to the Pumpkinhead podcast. My name is Lyric. I am currently reading Hot Under His Collar by um, Andy Christopher, I think. And yeah, welcome, strap in. It's been a minute. I want to talk about um, a few things bookish wise that I've been up to since I've been gone. Um, So settle in for a very chill episode. I'm so sorry. I know the last episode I was talking about coming back. Um, I've had some health issues come up recently and some other things, so I do apologize for the delay. I think we're going to be on more of a lax schedule for a little bit going forward, not to say that we haven't been, Um, but season two is still on, we're still here, and I'm ready to go. Okay, so this year I had two intentions for things that I wanted to accomplish, well, more than two, but in the bookish sphere, I had two that I wanted to accomplish. One... I wanted to join a book club, um, partially to get myself out of the rut of only having work friends, where I currently am for work and have been working at the same place since I moved. So all of the people that I know in this area are from work, which is fine unless you're trying to have a conversation that's not work related or with people that aren't your coworkers. So I thought it was a good way to you know, immerse myself more with a niche that I'm interested in, but also meet people that I don't have to talk about work things with. (laughs) Did I say work enough? Um, So that was one thing on my list. And the second one was to be more conscious of my spending when it comes to books. Um, I always say, like, books are my hobby. That's my special interest. So I do um, put a lot of spending in that area but this whole year I wanted to be a bit more conscious with um my money um and kind of really pinpoint where a lot of my extra spending was going the most obvious case being books um mostly because I buy when I'm sad and I buy on impulse so it doesn't matter how big the physical TBR is if that's not what I want to read I'll go pick something else up and then I also have a problem with delayed gratification um this comes in the form of books or movies where I'll get really 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 excited for something that I'll be too excited (laughs) to watch or read it when it comes out because um I feel like it won't live up to expectations and I'd rather just wait and then I'll wait so long I feel like now I have to make a big deal of it um and like make it an event. I just watched Spider-Man Homecoming today um, because I didn't have anyone to go with me to see it when it was in theaters and I used to go. That's a long story. I'm a big Marvel fan. (laughs) We might have an episode on that now that I'm rounding out watching all the Spider-Mans, but Spider-Man? Spider-Man's movies? Um, (laughs) But I just watched it today because I I had to make it special. I lit a candle, I turned on the lights, I I set aside time. Because if I didn't, I would just keep holding it off until like a special event arised. And I have seen every single Marvel movie up until the ones that came out this year, with the exception of Spider in the Spider-Verse or whatever. Except for The Amazing Spider-Man, this has been corrected now, Homecoming, and Far From Home arguably some of the best ones so I'm working my way through all I have left is far from home at this point but yeah I will put things off and that's what I was doing with reading and because I was doing that I would buy or pre-order books that I was very excited about 
and then shove them into a corner until I could realistically justify reading them, which is crazy. Or when I felt like my expectations or what I knew about the books had vanished out of my head so I could read it like in a pure state of mind, which that in itself is not, I mean, it is a problem, but it's a separate problem. But I keep tabs of how many books I physically own on Goodreads, and the number right now is over 700. So, yeah, that's a bit of a problem. Um, <laughs> and now I do read a lot of different genres, so I'm counting like all of my comics, all of my manga, all, you know, nonfiction, workbooks, fanfiction, or not fanfiction, I mean, you know, um, but uh, contemporary fiction, whatever. Uh, book of the month all of that stuff um is included in this and and it is an exceptional number with that um even I did list children's books and all that stuff too so it is a lot and I live in a one-bedroom apartment so there's more books than anything else there's more books than there sometimes it feels um so I was like this has to stop I'm I am not buying things that I'm going through, I'm not buying at a sustainable rate. If these are books that, because I do, um, sometimes like my favorite books, I'll, I'll own two copies of them in case someone wants to borrow it. Talking and justifying this makes me feel and sound crazy. And we'll get into more of it. But for the most part, I'm not buying books because I absolutely love them. I'm buying them as a first chance. And as someone that grew up going to the library all the time, why am I spending all of this money? So a few things with this. At the beginning of the year, a good friend of mine um, was helping me budget and we were getting ideas and stuff. And uh, Kindle Unloaded was suggested, um, which seems like an obvious choice. But I've always struggled with ebooks and audiobooks just because... It's harder um, to keep my intent, uh, attention on a, a screen um, than it is when, like, I'm having to physically hold the books. And I, just the feeling of having a book is also different. Um, and also, audiobooks, my brain just starts, like, talking <laughs> while I'm listening. I've, I've gotten better now that I've been listening to podcasts. But for the most part, it's still harder um, for me to stay focused in those as opposed to, like, having to physically hold it and turn the page and all of that um but I was like sure I gave it a shot um and we're gonna talk I, I'm gonna talk first about the book buying ban uh, which I started in March of this year um and then I'll talk a little bit about what joining the book club has done and we'll wrap it all up for next time but um for me the book buying ban which if you've never heard that phrase before it's it's essentially what it is it's a um time period that you said or you know whatever in which you're not buying books so it's to help promote you going through your tbr so around uh my birthday is in september so from september to december is usually a really big time for me to and I, I would say maybe Janu uh, September to January, because if you're thinking you're getting any money for Christmas, that's going, you know, you're spending it in January, whatever. But that time period is usually a huge time for me to buy books. One, because people are gifting, um, you know, whether it be physical books or gift cards or what have you. Um, but two, it's also a difficult time, um, the holidays, of course. So 
what better to, you know, make myself feel good than going to a half price books or, you know, whatever. Um, so from that time period, I had bought a ridiculous amount of books and, you know, people are having sales and things like that. So, um, I put them all in stacks and I said, I am going to set a ban for the month of March and I cannot lift this ban until either one, I get through all of these books on the table. So all of these new releases, which if you had been listening, I struggle with reading the newest things that I bought. Um, or I make it through the entire month. So um, I put myself on a hard band for March. I didn't um, stop any pre-orders or any, like I have the book of the month subscription box. I didn't um, stop that. And I also allowed myself to get the book for the book club. So those are three loopholes, whatever. But otherwise, it was a completely hard ban for the month of March. And the hard ban lasts from, actually, from March until April, in which I didn't buy any books outside of something for book club, um, something for um, my, like, pre-orders, and my book of the month. Um, I think in this time frame, I also had to buy a book for work. Um, so I did count that as well they it was um like a self-help book that my boss had uh told me to pick up something like that um but other than that (laughs) but I know that sounds like a lot but we're going from 100 to 20 percent big difference um and in that I had to go through the stacks first um and because I am annoying and a little bit of a brat um you will notice, as I talk about, that <laughs> in an effort to not buy physical books, but also still actively avoid my TBR, I started using Kindle Unlimited like nobody's business. So, um, before the month of March, so that we're, Jan- yeah, I guess, yeah, okay, January, February, so, um, I had miscalculated, that's two months, um, I had read 24 books, so that's an average of 12 a month. Um, Since March, I have read 89 books. So let's do some quick math. We're in June, so three months. So that's a, yeah, so I doubled what I read in January and February. So in January and February, um, I read about 12 books per month. And in every month since then, I've read about, we're rounding up, 22 books per month. So, mind you, this is with buying way less. Like I said, I was on a complete and hard, like, steadfast, this is a ban. I am making it clear that I am on a book buying ban um, (laughs) in March and April. And then I loosened the... um, or I kind of stopped the band, but I'm still kind of doing it where I, um, I'm just way more conscious of buying books. So therefore I have not really been. Um, and so I wanted to talk how about it affected my, um, my reading, um, how it affected my spending and what have you. Um, I think as far as spending without getting too much into, like, my personal finances, um, 
it has made me more mindful of do I actually want this book? If I buy this book, will I read it right away? Um, if the answer is no, or you don't have a reason why, why? And I also think because of the book buying ban, when I say that I want to read a book, I've been reading them faster. Um, especially if I'm getting it on Kindle Unlimited, because by the time I add something into like my borrow, which you, if you don't know, Kindle Unlimited is, it's like through Amazon, it's their um, like ebook reader and you can sign up for that subscription and you get to borrow 20 like quote unquote free books well they are free but you know you're paying for the subscription um at a time and what I'll do is I will add a book and then instantly see something else that I want so then I have to like read that so that I can borrow another book um it's kind of like a ebook library subscription I guess if you look at it like that um and like I said, going from someone who had maybe read one or two ebooks a year, um, just the ones that either, you know, they, they were only on Kindle or it was just the easiest way or, oh, I suddenly remember that there was a reading app. Um, I've, I've read so much, <laughs> so many ebooks um, since starting the band because like I said, still running from my active TBR. And when I... Um, started the active TBR too, I already had like a TBR stack and then I had the books that I had bought stack. So there were roughly probably, I think saying 50 or so would be generous um, within the stack. Right now I've got them um, to, in within the original stack, I've got it to about 16 and I added some extra ones that I pulled off my shelf that like I just hadn't touched in forever. Um, like like, I went through my Goodreads and looked at um, the oldest uh, books that I had list and then a collection of books that I bought within the, like, past two years that I bought and then forgot about and um, made, like, new piles. So I, I do a few more that I'm trying to get through before the end of the year just to say, like, I've chunked or gone through a lot of my physical TBR. I have, um, since doing this, also unhauled about eight books which when I've read so many for the year I'm at 89 books for the year um is not that much but it's still me being honest with myself um about you know that and I've also been thinking about going through my library my personal library and thinking um you know is am I actually going to reread this or is this book important enough for me to keep because you know some of them I don't think they are but I just, I, I, they're my babies, I bought them, and they've been on my shelf, and their covers are so pretty, but, like, do I need to keep this on my shelf, or would it be more beneficial to pass along to someone else? Um, a gift that I was very grateful for that I got for Christmas this year was actually, like, a book, like, Stamper, um, and it has, like, my name on it, it's, it's his lyrics library, which is really cute, um, so I've been going through and, like, marking the books that I know for sure that like I love and I want to keep and keep them in my collection and kind of editing that way. So um, money wise, it's forced me to be way more um, conscious of what I'm buying and if I really need it. Um, that I live right by like a discount uh, bookstore. Um, and I've since this book buying ban, I've been there once. Um, and I bought one book 
it was seven dollars and it was for my book club uh, or the book club that i'm in um so <laughs> yay especially when books can be you know 20 or so um i've been able to do a few bookish events um this year as well um obviously going to the book club is another thing that we'll talk about later well that might be its own episode because i feel like i'm talking way too much about the book buying ban so <laughs> so this might be a book a part one part two kind of deal um but with that i was able to um meet well meet is a very liberal word but um go to a talk that the author of the shatter me series went to i got a signed copy so this is a buy a signed copy of the woven kingdom which is really good um i've read the first book i haven't read the second book yet that's what came out this year that's what the um panel was for um and that's a book that i have signed so i've gotten also way more signed books this year than i ever have like i think i before maybe had one or two signed books in my um in my repertoire my library whatever but with, for some reason since doing the band i keep coming upon signed ones and i think that's a sign that i need to buy them um and so since in the last year or so i've gotten at least three signed books um which is just not my normal number so anyway wanted to talk about <laughs> what i've read since march what that breaks down um i okay so yes here's the deal we are gonna do a part one part two i'll talk about i'll continue with the book buying ban and then next week we'll talk about Storygraph, which is a um alternative to goodreads that i had downloaded and then was like oh that's too complicated undownloaded it and then redownloaded and set it up based off of a suggestion from a book club friend and then we'll talk about book club okay good got it great <laughs> um but anyway so as i said in uh before the month of march i was at 21 books um i also have started i switch jobs right before Christmas well I switch locations right before Christmas so I'm a lot further um as far as a route goes for myself um and so I've also been trying to give audiobooks a chance usually I listen to music maybe a podcast in the car but I've been trying to throw the odd audiobook so if we're looking at my collection of March which I think is still not my usual but kind of setting us up for what happened past then um we'll see that i had read of the 24 books i had read i had read nine books that i had already owned um i one of them was for the book club i had read <laughs> i should have recounted sorry uh, tw 13 books on um that were ebooks mind you four of those were <laughs> in the same series and I had to force myself to stop um because I would have kept going and the next book or the last book is not out yet and I would have been devastated so I forced myself to stop and I also discovered I was never I did never really wanted to buy the series because it's it, it's a zodiac academy that's a whole other <laughs> whole other story but um <laughs> I didn't ever want to buy it because I thought it was like cheesy and it is, it's, but it's addictive. Um, 
But after reading them virtually, I'm like, okay, I want to buy these physically. I want to have them and reread them, uh, which I also think is interesting. Um, I also read some comics and web comics that I um, put in here, and then one book that I had borrowed from a coworker. Um, so I was already starting the trend of getting into um, ebooks, but it just fully blossomed um, after March. Um, I've read a lot of self-help books, mostly for work this year. Um, but if we're looking at the remaining um, books that I've read since the ban, out of the remaining 65 books that I've read so far this year, 35 of those were physical books um, from my TBR. Um, I think there were two books on there that were gifted to me since like doing the ban um a coworker of mine <laughs> and she actually sent me a text it was like I know you're on a book buying ban but that doesn't apply to me uh went on a trip and bought me a poetry book um which was extremely appreciated um and then another oh well this wasn't a gift but a friend of mine um friend of the pod uh Deal Holmes he's uh, been on here before um published a new book so I, of course, had to support and buy that. And you can support, too. I'll link it in the description. Um, so those were too new to me. Um, another thing that I want to point out, um, that means that the remaining 30 books were um, digital or um, not necessarily from Kindle, but maybe uh, like a comic as well um, or Webtoon or what have you. Um, but... Another thing that I thought was interesting is there were a few books that I either owned physically and read digitally regardless, um, or I read the first book and then read the second one digitally or what have you. So I want to talk about that. So um, one of these examples would be The Daughter of the Pirate King, which I already owned physically. I read um, the other book that this author, uh, Tricia, or Tricia, uh, Levin Seller had written, which was really popular on TikTok. Um, it's uh, uh, The Shadows Between Us. Um, and so I wanted to pick up something else by her. So I picked up this one. I didn't love it. Apparently, uh, this was her debut, The Daughter of the Pirate King. Um, I think you can tell um, in comparison, um, even just in comparison from the first one to the second one, much improved. Um, but I read the first one and I thought it was fine. And I was like, I don't know if I want to keep it like I, I'm curious enough to want to know what happens in the second book but I don't love it enough to buy the second book just to read it so I was able to find it um on Kindle and there was another book that we did I actually read one of our book club books online as well and then eventually I was like okay I really do want to own this it's really good um, I was able to go ahead and read the first and second one for free on Kindle Unlimited, um, those were The Bridge Kingdom and The Traitor Queen, um, by Daniel L. Jensen, um, without having to go, and then my co-workers, I've gotten two of them onto Kindle Unlimited, so we were able to read a book together, uh, which I will not say the title, because it was very risque, um, but, you know, I've been able to go through books even quicker by utilizing this, and a lot cheaper, and so I feel like in that way, there's a little bit less of a risk of, you know, I'm spending upwards, I mean, the lowest, you can go like five, but you could at most be spending like, you know, 15 to like 25 on a book. I'm, I'm a paperback fan, so usually it's a little cheaper, but like 
You know what I mean? Um, and in doing this, reading my physical TBR, I've rediscovered some genres that I haven't given as much attention to. Um, I'm pretty much circled back to fantasy and romance pretty regularly. Um, specifically more like YA, uh, fantasy and contemporary romance. Um, those are like my two main genres that I will pick up. Um, and I used to be a huge mystery thriller fan and also a science fiction fan. Um, and I kind of just stopped picking those up because if I'm looking for like a quick, like dopamine hit, talking about murder isn't always the go-to, but in trying to go through books that I've already read, I was able to read a lot more, uh, variety and remind myself of other things that I love. So, um, with that, I picked up My Lovely Wife, which I was extremely excited about when it first came out. I actually own was so excited that without reading that book, I bought her other book. He started it. This is Samantha Downing because I was like, I'm going to love my lovely wife so much. I didn't love it that much. Spoiler alert. It, uh, I gave it to my, uh, friend of the pod. So I'm not going to spoil it, spoil it, but, um, I did like it, but I hadn't read it. I bought it when it came out. Um, or I think maybe the year after it came out. Let's see if I can find the pub date. Um, it was published in 2020. Okay, yes, I did buy it the year it came out. And then I haven't touched it. It is 2023. That is three years (laughs) of me being excited about a book and leaving it alone. Um, another one that I read that is not, you know, romance or fantasy was My Sister, The Serial Killer, which actually, (laughs) this is kind of embarrassing, but actually, when I was getting ready to read it, I saw that I had a message from a friend on Goodreads asking me to read this book like six months ago and I was like oh dang and and she was like I can't wait to talk to you about it and I was like oh oops um so I was able to do that I had um some graphic novels or uh, yeah I guess you call them graphic novels that I had uh read the first book too but didn't complete um and so I bought the second book I read the first and second and then I found out that the rest of the series was on Kindle Unlimited finished it on Kindle Unlimited realized I don't care that much about it. It was very three stars. And I feel like if I had forced myself to buy, um, I think that that it ended up being like six volumes. If I had forced myself to buy all six, I would have then kept them, even though I feel like they're very, they're not bad. They just weren't like my all-time favorite um, story. But I would have kept them because I had put that money in. But now I've been able to finish the series. I realize, you know, I liked it. I didn't love it and set it free, and I'm not, you know, spending, I think the most I've spent on this one is, like, five dollars, but still, times six, that's a lot, um, there were some other things, some other books that were, like, I had been, um, wanting to buy them, and, like, really waiting to buy them, because they were popular, and I found them on Kindle Unlimited, and I was able to, you know, decide whether I wanted to continue with that or not, um, and, yeah, just other genres. I read a horror book. I haven't read a horror book in forever. I read one that was on my shelf. Um, that I didn't even. I hadn't looked at it in so long. I forgot it was horror until I was reading it, which was a fun experience. Um, highly recommend. Um, this one was Rules for Vanishing. It's why horror. Um, so it's not too bad, but definitely trippy. Um, and I really enjoyed it. And all of the ones that I just mentioned, the thrillers, I've 
re-gifted to a friend so I'm really excited to see their uh, opinions but because of rediscovering my love for that I was also able to read some more um, horror on Kindle Unlimited because I wanted to continue and you know it's see what it was about so I read Dirty Heads by Aaron Dries or Dries, yeah I think Dries is right and Dear Laura by Jimmy uh Gemma Armour um trigger warnings for both of those like look look ahead definitely um for both <laughs> uh, but yeah discovering so much more and spending so much less is there a better win I don't think so um and I I think also the a community because even people that I think aren't like extremely avid as far as like collecting you know because let's be honest book buying and book reading are two separate hobbies um I think it helps build that community too with people that you know are interested in reading and might want your suggestions but don't want to go out and buy new stuff all the time that's completely valid I think this has given me a I don't know it's just reinvigorated my thought process and my enjoyment of reading because I'm being more conscious of everything I guess is what it boils down to it and that doesn't mean I'm I'm reading the most high quality stuff all the time I just read a book that I've described to multiple friends and and all of them have changed their viewing of me <laughs> since then um and I've been reading some awful god awful trash but I've been eating it up and it's been free you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I just feel very, very happy with with um, what I'm reading and the amount that I'm reading and what I'm spending on it. And um, I've also been thinking about getting rid of my Book of the Month subscription. I've partially because of that putting things off. So like I have all these books that I get every month and I'm not sure if I love all of them. I haven't gotten through all of them. Um, so the last book that I just read, which ironically was also our book, um, book club pick, so I already owned it, which I loved, was A Deadly Education, and that was, um, a book of the month book, so I'm trying to get through those as well, um, read a few more of those before I decide if the subscription is worth it or not, which sucks, because they just, up, uh, dated, so they do audiobooks too, I might check out that feature, give it, like, another month or so, and then decide from there, but, all in all, if you were able to, or if you have the same, I don't want to say issues, but maybe disconnect that I was feeling before um, this ban, or you just want to try something new, um, I definitely suggest doing a ban, or just thinking more about what and how you're consuming this media, and not to jump too far off topic with books specifically but just in general you know the reality of the U.S. right now is we're going through this recession and there are a lot of things in life that money is a necessity for and I think because of that because you know we have to eat we have to live we have to clothe ourselves go to work whatever um our hobbies so, you know, they get the brunt of it, you know, there are things that aren't crucial, maybe to our physical lives, but are helpful to our general well-being or mindset. Um, and if there are ways that you can 
recontextualize how you engage with your hobbies or your interests or things that just make you happy in a way that's more sustainable but can still provide something for you I think it's definitely looking into it so maybe you know your habit's not not reading or maybe it's going to the movies or doing this like definitely take the time to sit down with yourself be honest about what you enjoy how you enjoy it and how you can enjoy it more sustainably so you know like I said I use the movie example okay well what ways can you you know get um free tickets or do these things I've also signed up for um things before they'll send me like oh here's a link to like a preview for this movie or whatever because I'm also you know interested in film and stuff so that's kind of why I jumped to that but I definitely think it's worth it and it has made me more excited about something that I already loved and was excited about um and it's saving me money so that I can spend it on you know other things not like you know I was about to make a summary and joke, y'all. I think it's time to sign off. <laughs> um, I just wanted to tell you guys a little bit about something I've been doing um, that was fun. Like, like I said, we'll talk about the book club and uh, Storygraph and other things. Um, and probably Marvel, too. Y'all have to force me to watch Far From Home, okay? Um, or No Way Home. Oh, my gosh. All these homes. I, Y'all, <laughs> also... Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, I've already seen it twice. It is so good. If you haven't, don't, don't do a me. Don't put it off. This is not our official mobob because I want to suggest a book. I know I've suggested a ton of books, but go see it. It is so good. It is so worth it. It is so good. All right, guys, we are ending off this very lengthy episode with a mabob. If you don't know what a mabob is, it is a mispronounced movie, musical, anime, or book recommendation. Um, and for this one, I got, I want you guys to suffer with me, okay? The series isn't complete, and I, I need you guys to feel what I feel. I am suggesting the book Legend Born. It is a series, and ugh. It's one that I had put off, y'all. I'm so silly. Um, I read it recently. Um, let me actually give you guys a description. It is a... Hmm, it's kind of a Authors of the Roundtable retelling or... Yeah, I mean, I guess it is. It's a... It's about the Roundtable. How about that? Um, it's extremely... Um, Oh my god, guys. It is so good. It's a, It talks on grief. It talks about society, um, specifically like the South American history. Um, it's black girl magic. It's... You have this um, protagonist who is, I don't know, a muggle, a mundane. They are just a regular girl going through regular trauma and going to seemingly this regular college program. It is YA, so it's like she's 16, but she's at college for this program. You know, whatever. It's YA. Um, and she is going through grief. This this happens on first page, so it's not um, a spoiler. But her mom dies, and she's dealing with that. And she's going through this program, and she sees something that she shouldn't have that awakens her to all of this magic in the world. Um and the magic that she sees is bound to the society that basically upholds the um, legend 
of King Arthur. And there's so much more once you get into it. I just can't keep getting into it or I'm just going to completely spoil it for you. Um, definitely know that the, it can get very heavy. It uh, The main protagonist is a black girl and that is a huge part of her story. And I think I read this at the exact perfect time. I um, finished the second book on Juneteenth um, and it just made me feel so connected and it's also so good to read books where the main character has some of the same issues as you they talk about doing their hair in the same way as you if you've never felt the absence of that then I am so happy for you but I never realized the absence so keenly as when I'm reading something where I do feel represent represented um I am a biracial woman um, and hearing so much of and feeling her anger and knowing what that feels like on top of it just being a fantastic book with amazing dialogue, amazing premise, fun magic system, some hot guys because of course, and good friendships, good building, like, it, oh, I cannot, I cannot kid you enough. It is so good. Pick it up. Right now there's two books out. The second book came out, um, I, I believe, earlier this year or last year. Um, Bloodmarked. The covers are... Oh, chef's kids. I cannot gush enough, guys. Please pick it up. And then we can all stew over that freaking cliffhanger, okay? Don't be afraid to pick it up. You have to. <laughs> all right, guys. I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to me. Bye. Thank you.